The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Silver Soul says, Athen, how do I train myself to think outside the box? Okay, let me tell you how I do it. It has a lot to do with structural thinking. I'm going to give something that is really a concrete example. So let's say you give me a problem. The balance between quality and quantity when it comes down to streaming. Right? So that is the problem. So the more I focus on quality content, the more I lose in quantity. The more I focus on quantity and on entertainment, the more I lose quality in terms of inspiring people. So that is the problem you give me. How do I think about that problem? It's a very concrete example and something that I think about quite a bit. So what I'm thinking is about what is the entire playground? What are all the pros, all the cons, all the information on the field? So I think, is there a way to combine it? What is the issue? Why do people like to watch streams that are more cancer? Why is quality something that makes it so people don't like to watch it? How can I combine best of both worlds? Can I combine it? What about target audiences? So basically you go very structured in building your case and then you start removing and focusing down the issue to what is practically relevant for you. Doing so, what it does is it allows you to highly increase your view on the situation and give you information about the problem and sorting it out. I'm going to give now an example that is more relatable to you guys. I want to find a girlfriend. How do I do it? Very simple problem. So, you want a girlfriend. So what's the playing field? You finding a girlfriend. How do you go about that? You have social anxiety. Okay, let's say you have social anxiety and you don't feel like going out. Is there a way to find girlfriends through online ways? Okay, let's say you do it through online ways. Which online ways are the best? What is the most efficient? Facebook, Tinder, whatever. And basically, you're trying to focus it where you can solve the problem. Is there any information on the internet that allows me to solve out the problem? Because that on itself is already part of the playing field. If your problem has already been defined and other people debate on it, that's a good source of information. So let's check that out. Being very structured allows you to really gather as much information as possible. And it's just a thought experiment to go as far as you can in gathering as much information as possible. And doing so, it has to be detached about your idea of a relationship. Let's say you want to have a relationship and you just think in the setting of, oh, my school, then of course you're not going to think about like Tinder or whatever, or you're not going to think about looking online, how to tackle it. So depending on how detached you are of the problem, the more you'll be able to find all information that's connected to it. And that's how you think outside the box. Because in reality, things are outside the box. Reality is outside the box. The box is in your head and you just got to get rid of that box. And then you automatically think outside the box. And the problem is a lot of people, their box is their social conditioning. They cannot think outside their social conditioning. Teal says, Athene, how do I become more creative? Creativity has a lot to do with outside the box, opening your boundaries and just letting yourself free. I would consider myself as someone that is not creative, although I come with most creative ideas. But I don't really see and experience them as creative. I more experience them as logical. 
because I just look at the entire playing field and I try to find solutions. It's very important to understand that most of the time, if not all the time, the only difference between your problem and your solution is an ID. And that goes really far. It goes as far as immortality is just an ID. Close to everything, if not everything, is just an ID. So if you have that in your mind, the difference between what we're trying to achieve here and save the world, whatever, is just an ID. And that's something I always said during ShareCraft when we had to raise $10,000 a day. I told Reese, the difference between getting the goal tonight or not is just an ID. And we have to keep that in mind. And that's why we got it. Exactly because of that mindset. If we don't know how it works, what is the ID that can make it work? <laughs> how can I become more structured? Okay, so you have your brain, right? Your primitive part of the brain, hippocampus and all that shit. And then like as it evolves more outer layer, it becomes more and more complex, right? This, the prefrontal cortex, is the most evolved. There is most of the rational thinking going on. So how do you become more structured? It's by using more this part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex. You can do that through math, through problem-solving thinking, through games that require you to solve problems, and also to think yourself. You can just think about stuff. All focuses a lot to train your prefrontal cortex. As a result, you become more logical, and logic and structure is very tightly connected with each other. So you can literally train it. Hey, love the stream. Just wanted to ask how you build your focus to be precise where you sit down to learn something and you actually learn it. Thanks and keep up the great work, man. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate to learn. And your brain is really good at reminding things that you find fun or are passionate about. If you do it against your will, it's not going to work out. So the best thing you can do is put yourself in a situation where you're more interested in those things. If you live a very entertainment, empty life, these insights or knowledge might sound, blah, I just want to watch series or whatever. You are in a very passive mode. But get out of that passive mode by kicking yourself in gear, by taking the right precautions such as eating healthy, meditating, working out and all that stuff. And then you become more and more sharp. And the thing is, sooner or later, you will have to do it anyway. You will have to get out of that entertainment zombie mode because you have to start working for a living. And I do think that the responsibilities that people have can sometimes kick them out of that irresponsible passive lifestyle. And it elevates them, it makes them more happy and more fulfilled. Holy Phoenix says, a team, what made you start gaming for good and not being greedy? I think that's a good question. Because why do I do what I do? Why do I, instead of selling out and making a lot of cash, put myself in gaming for good and trying to inspire? Why the fuck do I care? That's a valid question. The thing is, because making more money to get more money to make more money makes absolutely no fucking sense. If you have enough money, you don't need any more. And the funny thing is, if you try to get a nice car, if you try to impress people, if you try to be rich and go like, look at my suave or my swag, nobody cares about it. The best thing you achieve is people being jealous about you. So if you want to get real cred, it's much better to care for other people. It's much better to give. People would respect you a lot more. So that on itself already makes no sense. But that's not the reason why I'm doing it. I'm not doing all this shit because I want people's validation. I'm just doing it because it makes sense. Because it makes me fulfilled. Because those people need it more than me. I'm happy with what I have. I don't need more. 
Why would I need a million dollars? Why would I need a billion dollars? Why? If it's not for helping others. Honestly, when people say, why don't you need more cash? You guys got to really explain me. If I'm spending my day in, day out here behind this PC talking to you guys, why would I need more cash? You guys tell me. Because I don't know why. Maybe I haven't figured it out yet. Maybe someone says, because of this, and I'm going like, what the fuck? I should have been greedy and selling out from all my life. But I don't understand. Why would I do it? Okay, Vanti says, you say you don't need money, but isn't your whole goal raising money for them kids? No, my goal is not raising money for the kids. My goal is to inspire people to be better. And one of the most powerful ways is to do it through action. And what is the best way that you guys can take action around the world is by donating to charity. And what is the best thing to inspire really positive change is by donating to a charity that feels pure and saving children's lives. So it's something that people can do from behind their PC while watching this and feel good about themselves and feel like I want to do more in that direction. I think it inspires people to take action. So for me, what's more important is inspiring people. It's not so much raising money for kids. It's just the way I do it. So yeah, Mix was asking about the career cycle in society. The problem is that the way society works, it's not like it's coming out of nowhere. It's been the product of long evolving culture. And when you just look back in time, you had individualism, you had industrial revolution, people became more self-centered and all that stuff. And you have a culture that evolved throughout the past hundreds of years. And also recently, the past decades, if not the past 50 years, more and more was focused on career and being successful, making a lot of money, and just consume a lot. So when you ask me, what do you think about it? It's really hard for me to give a really in-depth answer because it's just what it is. It's how it is. And I do think that the brainless consumerism is a sad thing. And what makes you happy is not really consuming, but rather a level of awareness and being able to appreciate what you have and not take things for granted. But we live in a world where everybody feels so entitled to everything and they need more and more and more to keep their kicks going. And that's all around us being stimulated that we forget to put things in context and really appreciate life. When you think about degree, career, whatever, I feel like when it comes down to living life, a lot of us miss out on it. And that is not just what I say. There's a lot of studies when they talk to people that are older or people that are dying. If they ask, what do you regret? They said, I worked too much. I didn't live my life. And yet, though, a lot of people, when they're in the middle of their life, they're so distracted by all those things that they forget to put their life in perspective. And then when they get really older, it's too late. And that is why I think that since you guys are all so young, that it's important to put your priorities straight when it comes to life and living life because you are probably in the best position to do so. And once you start getting certain commitments or put yourself under big, crazy depths or whatever, you really make your life much harder to be flexible, to move and stuff. You might say like, but you work so much. I don't really work. I feel like I don't work at all. I just do day in, day out my passion. And I'm very privileged and I'm happy being able to do so. Because if I wouldn't have had the RNG on my side, I would do a job and I would just work for money. Just working for money is something that I would just try to grind as soon as possible and get over it like I did with poker. But I really want to do what I'm passionate about. And that's what life is about. Life is not about making money. Life is about doing what you believe and what you're passionate about and just grow as a person, grow as a species and move forward. It's a bit complicated answer, but... I wanted to make sure things are in context. 
Drotnut says, Athena is so fucking lucky. I am really fucking lucky. Sometimes I get people coming to me at Dream Act and say like, man, I'm such a big fan of you. You're such a hero to me. You're doing so much and you're achieving so much and you're so selfless and you're sacrificing yourself. And I tell those guys, I just got fucking lucky. And that they would be doing the same thing if they would be in my spot. And I just got lucky. And it's important to be aware of that because I'm some kind of super aware, enlightened human being. It's because I just got the right stimuli that got me in the right spot at the right place if it wasn't for Reese or if it wasn't for Tanya or if it wasn't for Ian back in the days or for Franco or for my mother or my brother for the right people to stimulate me in the right direction I would be a completely different person maybe I would be a criminal and that is the thing if people are very invested in their own identity or ego or whatever they tend to lose touch that the environment and RNG defines most of who you are. And as a result, they feel cool about why they are the way they are. But if you look at the world for what it is, then where you're born and the environment and the stimuli you've gotten is most responsible for who you are, if not almost completely. And that's why when people think about, for example, the American dream and the hardworking examples, Barack Obama had to work really hard to get where he is and now he's the president and stuff and Like, it's okay for an inspiration, but statistically, it's very, very unlikely to happen. And it can give you a really warped view on reality. So being aware of those things really allow you to unlock your potential when you're in a situation where things go against you. Glad Jonas says, I've seen how dangerous is soda for you. I drink it a lot every day. Should I stop? Glad Jonas, fucking stop that shit. That shit is poison. Yeah, stop it. That kind of soda. Even stuff like fruit juice is stuff I would not drink. Just eat the fruit instead. Try to drink water and just eat the fruit. It's something that a lot of people have to be aware of. I'm going to tell you guys something I've never talked to on Real Talk yet. I've never brought this up. And yet it's a very important topic. It's actually crazy that I've never brought it up. Let's say you're poor and you live in Ethiopia. And you have to crave for your food and all that stuff. And then at one point you get adopted because you were lucky. And some people from the West saw like, oh, we just adopt a kid. We bring her to the US or Europe or whatever. The kid coming from a very bad situation, going to a much better situation, will very fast adapt to what he has and take it for granted. Very fast. That's also when people win a lottery. They're euphoric, but then they very fastly adapt to that new lifestyle. And the reason why I'm saying that in relation to the soda, because it's the same dynamic. And what I mean with that is you get used to, for example, drinking soda. It becomes your current state and you can even get emotionally attached to it. You can really feel entitled to it. And the problem is that it doesn't even make you more happy. It's just the bar that you set. And it's very important to be aware of that because that bar that you set is a psychological one. It's not a reality one. It's not because you drink soda or the kid is in here that he's more happy. The bar that he sets makes him just feel comfortable and makes him experience life the way back from Ethiopia. Might even in certain situations get worse because in Ethiopia, things that he then does get, he won't take it as for granted as when he's just spoiled. So why is that psychological bar so important? Because it sets the bar for what you take for granted and what you appreciate in life. And if you lower that psychological bar and start looking at the world for what it is and how fucking lucky we are, then everything starts getting a lot more value suddenly. And I like to give an example about that. And it all comes back to the soda 
that you're drinking. You might say like, how do you even connect that? I will connect it all the way back to that. But let me try and explain it. Like, let's say you're at work, you get a call from the police officer and says, hello, we have a very bad announcement to tell you your family died in a fire in your house. Uh, we're really very sorry to let you know. So you rush from work to your house and then suddenly you figure out that it's not your house, but the house on the other side of the street. And then you see your family looking there, you're just crying, you go, you hug your family, you go like, oh my God. And at that moment, you really are completely ecstatic, amazingly happy. You really go like, oh my God, this is the best day of your life. And actually nothing happened. The only difference is that you dropped the psychological bar and what you took for granted, you didn't take it anymore for granted and you start evaluating what you actually have. And that is something you can do all the time. Someone doesn't have to call you to tell you that happens. You can actually value what you have all the time and that really allows you to be much more happy and be much more hardcore. And that's the same thing with the shotgun to your head. When I say the reason why I'm so hardcore is because I walk around with a shotgun on my head. Let's say you don't want to do anything. I'd be there with a shotgun and I would tell, do that. You do it immediately. So it's because you have that choice. You experience that choice that you're more paralyzed than if you would be forced So if you were put in a less optimal situation, you're more productive, you're more hardcore. And the thing is, it is just a thought experiment you can do. You can literally train yourself to go through life where you feel like you don't have a choice. You can train yourself to value things and not take things for granted because that is a very primitive, impulsive thing to do, to start taking things for granted. But through awareness, you can overcome that. And the things that I'm saying here, I don't know how many people really fully grasp it, but it has a massive impact in your life. So now to get back to your soda, if you take your soda for granted and your psychological bar is set there, it's not because it makes you more happy, but just because it's a habit. That's it. It's just a habit. It's a bad one. If you lower the habit and you get rid of it, you will feel exactly the same once you get used to it. And that is something that a lot of people tend to forget. If you are sitting in your sofa and you don't know how to work out, And if you lower that bar of taking sitting on the sofa for granted and you go like, I'm going to work out, the moment that that working out becomes a habit of you, you will get used to it just as you got used to sitting on the sofa. But the result will be that you feel much more happy. And that is why when I talk about the soda and say like drink water instead, people might really think and have the gut reaction, this is really extreme, but it's just a habit. It's just a psychological barrier you're experiencing that you can overcome so easily. And you can adopt those habits. And by doing so, step by step, you can improve yourself to be much more healthy, much more clear-headed, much more aware, much more everything. And the reason why I talk about awareness so much is because you need an awareness to do it. You need to be self-aware. You need to be mindful about your actions. And that's how you control these primitive psychological things and turn them into your advantage. So self-awareness, being mindful about those things can highly improve who you are. And this is just an example about soda, but it applies to everything in your life. Take the right habits, adopt them, you'll get used to them, and then you'll be the same person, but actually even more happy than the other version. And that's important because if you really care about being happy, it's just a little while, you got to get used to it and boom, you're back on track, but you're ahead. And that's why the best version of yourself is that person that takes all those right habits. And you can do that step by step and you will enrich your life insanely. CSAT, I want to say something though about debating that is important to know. And that is that a pure debate to me is not really a debate. It's just a constructive 
conversation where I try to learn from the person. I never really debate people in my productive, constructive state. So debating already puts you a step behind. You're already going into the conversation with the wrong intentions and you're already lost, to put it that way. Just wanting to get into a fight already makes you losing the fight by default. And that's why I don't really like the debate setup. It's just like gladiators where you put two people and they have to beat each other. And it's not even about the rational arguments they make. It's more about how they please the crowd and what they say and which concepts they can use that really vibes with the crowd and the words they use. And it's a clusterfuck because most of the time when it comes down to really deep, true rhetoric, most people don't even know how to follow the logic. So it becomes a spectacle. And I don't like that kind of stuff. So when people say like, oh, it would be great to debate that or that one, I don't even feel like doing so because the only thing I would do if I'm in a conversation is just try and learn because that's what I do normally. I don't go to be right. And if you put yourself in a setting where there's a lot of ego and people have to be right or wrong and for cheers or whatever because you're talking while many people are listening, the entire vibe is so populistic and so deluded and so primitive. I don't even want to partake in that. My drive is not to be right. My drive is to learn and to grow as a person. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.